Hey everybody, it's Austin, just checking in real quick. Hope you're doing good. You might notice in the following episode that Farley is missing. Uh, not totally sure where he was, but the text we got said he was going to the butt doctor to get his butt drained. So, yeah, uh, enjoy this episode, and don't forget to email Farley's butt your get well wishes. What if, what if, what if, what if, what if Robocop was not a robot at all And everybody was in love with Paul What if Bigfoot joined the Cullen clan Brave little Toaster fell in love with a man Isn't that better? This isn't really maintaining the integrity of my creative vision. Snyder, Snyder action. Isn't that better? So much better. Isn't that better? Better movie club. And cut. Well, I heard the Better Movie Club podcast was going to be in town at high noon, and it said that there wasn't enough room in town for two podcasts. Well, that's right. I I just checked my old-timey timepiece. It's a sundial on my wrist, and it's about high noon right now. That's what my farmer's almanac says the time is, too. Your farmer's <laughs> almanac says what time it is? Yeah. You just got to turn the page every minute. What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you two. <laughs> this town ain't big enough for two sheriffs, let alone three sheriffs, unless we agree that three sheriffs is plenty and a good hierarchical system for monitoring this town. I think we should put it to a vote. And I vote for me for sheriff. I vote for me for sheriff. And I vote for that guy over there for sheriff. <laughs> Oh, Better movie club. <laughs> He's a podcast. That, that, no good varmint. <laughs> I heard. I heard he watched movies every week and did the improv to make him better. I changed my mind. I don't want him to be sure. <laughs> uh, I'm also my friend. <laughs> I'm Liam Morris. Uh, I'm Dr. Ron Harvey uh, speaking to you with his voice uh, from Bulgaria. From Bulgaria, Dr. Ron Harvey, uh, return guest. I. Th- Possibly our first return guest, I think. Yeah, I think so. Wow, yeah. I am yeah. honored. Uh, You're you the can only hear one that would come back. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> technically, uh, Dr. Ron is a three-peat because if you remember right, he was in the trailer right. for uh, our Thanksgiving episode. That's true. We saying did. random things about turkey. <laughs> because he can just pull random facts about turkeys at any time (laughs) he's always prepared (laughs) thanks wikipedia Uh, dr ron how's things going over in your part of the world things are good Uh, i am on summer break from my university Uh, i have three months off in the summer actually three and a half Uh, and i will be I, 
I've taken like a month off to just kind of kick back. I'll be coming back home to the United States of America in um, 10 days to uh, spend time in Chicago and maybe travel around the United States a little bit. So life is good. I have no complaints. Great. Great. Um, I know we had to reschedule at one point because, or no, 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 that's not yes. the reason we rescheduled, but you had COVID, right? I had COVID and uh, things got very intense at my university in February mm-hmm. and March uh, with the war in Ukraine with our Ukrainian and Russian students. So it was just a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, luckily I had a pretty mild case of COVID. You know, I'm fine now. Good to hear. Oh, glad yeah, you're thank doing you. well. Thank you. Uh, so this week we watched a movie with a lot of, I would say, dream sequences, though I don't think that's very accurate. Uh, a lot of uh, well, daydream sequences, I think, right? A lot of um, a lot of music, some classical music and orchestration, mm-hmm. and a mud bath. <laughs> it's a uh, eight and a half. Nineteen sixty three. Yeah, for <laughs> Federico Fellini. Yes, yes. Uh, Dr. Ron, why did you choose this movie? Oh, this is after 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pretty different. <laughs> Very different. I, I, I think uh, maybe this is true. I'd like to hear what you think. But for most movie buffs, you might have uh, a number one movie. But, you know, they're, I have like a top five or top ten. And they're sure. all just great. And so this uh, 2001 and, and uh, Eight and a Half are among my most favorite movies of all time. Between that and those two movies in Jaws, I've seen those movies about 300 times, right? Mm-hmm. I just I just watch them whenever I possibly can, and it's just great. I love it so much, and it makes me weep like a like a baby every time I watch it. That end sequence. Ugh. Yeah, the end sequence I, was a, t- a trip. <laughs> I <think. laughs> and I and I think it. Uh, I first watched it, you know, when I was starting to, you know, in my 30s, and I was starting to feel older. And, um, you know, just the, the themes in the movie just really hit me and they still hit me today. I really loved um, there towards the end when he and I'm going to be honest, some of this sometimes it wasn't clear to me what was sort of in Guido's head and what was actually That's happening. Gotta be intentional, right? Like I, I think probably because, but the, yeah. the conversation he has with the writer when he's getting into the car where he's called off the film. And the writer says something like, why do we think that the world needs a slate of our mistakes or something? Like, really, um, I, I can't remember the exact quotes, but like, really, uh, it felt really um, important about like, j- just the idea of, hey, scrap it. If you don't, if you don't have something good to say, you're cluttering the stage of people who do. So just forget about it. And that's fine. That's like, that's like a good thing. He, I think he says it's easier or better to destroy than to create is definitely something he said. Wow, I uh, I watched the mo- the entire movie again just a couple hours ago, and I don't remember that line. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder was... if the translation might be different depending on the platform that you're watching too. Because I mean, this is also this is a an Italian language yeah. film with um, English subtitles, unless unless one of us speaks Italian. I don't. Know. <laughs> I, <laughs> certainly not. I barely. Speak I do English. not. <laughs> I, <laughs> I caught a few words from only because, like, uh, I have taken Spanish and French, and they're 
similar languages yeah, in some ways. Same. But I, <laughs> there was a lot of similarities. Yeah. <laughs> between, yeah. uh, well, but then there's also a woman that speaks French at one point, which was jarring because I understand enough French to be like, wait a minute. Yeah. I understood that. <laughs> like, right. Um, there's and also, then there's dialogue in English. Yeah. Yeah. There's few English lines too. Which is not, uh, at least the version I had was not subtitled and it's like very jarring. Uh, so. The thing that was jarring to me was like, and I don't know if this is common of films of this era, but um, I think at least a lot of this was uh, dubbed over after the fact, Mm -hmm. like, because like the mouths, like, so there's like, I think it would have been less bad if I wasn't also watching a subtitled, like, but I'm watching it in English subtitles. And I'm hearing Italian, but the mouths are moving and not matching the Italian that I'm watching. And I'm like, whoa, like my brain was starting to melt down at a few points because I was like, this is very confusing to watch. This is a very common film and sound technique uh, done uh, almost entirely in Italy during the 50s and 60s. uh, And uh, apparently was one of Fellini's greatest uh, loves for making cinema because he would literally say, I don't know what you're going to say. So he instructed his actors to just improvise some dialogue oh. and they would, they would dub it in later. All the, all the dialogue is dubbed in later. Interesting. So they're not and even saying the same things when they're at, at, at certain points. Yes. And that's uh, so and then, weird. <laughs> and then even more interesting, the dubbed actors are different from the filmed actors, because if they what? didn't like the way of uh, an actor's voice sounded, they would say, it's fine. Just say the line and we'll get, you know, somebody to come in with a voice that I like to dub all of your dialogue. That's and so crazy. It is like trying to imagine like if you were an actor in the film that a different actor dubbed over your voice and then like people, you know, go to see the movie. That must be (laughs) such a weird (laughs) experience of like, that's your face, but that's not your voice. (laughs) But that that was that was the accepted way that they just did stuff in Italy for a lot of the uh, films of that period. It was definitely like certain scenes where it was more noticeable than others. There were a lot of scenes where it, it I mean, it's still, I think you can kind of tell that it was dubbed over, but it wasn't like their mouths were like, I would say the majority of Guido's lines, it looked like he was, his mouth was moving properly with like what was coming out of the the audio. But there Mm. were certain scenes where it was way off and it makes sense if they were improvising things and then just sort of trying to dub it to look like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, so that's, that's interesting. It's kind of like how we dub Leah for our podcast. That's true. But it doesn't matter because there's no video component. So, <laughs> yeah, my mouth is moving constantly, but I'm only talking like one third of the time. It's weird. <laughs> and, and so who am I seeing on the, on the video right now? Is this the person that plays Leah in the it's podcast? It's an AI generated image. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. It's one of those video filters. You, you guys are really getting, racking it in with the Patreon <laughs> and spending that money well. <laughs> yeah, we have a strategy. It doesn't make any sense, but we have a strategy. <laughs> I, mean, I, I love this movie so much because uh, it's an autobiography about what Fellini was going through. And so the movie is about him making a movie that he doesn't, he's got this horrible uh, creation, uh, creator's block. And, and and then the movie is about the movie that they're making. And they have auditions for the people we've already seen in the movie that we see, you know, the the, the reels for in the theater. It's, it's just uh, that elaborateness. And then, as Austin was saying, all the flashbacks and the dream sequences and uh, the daydream sequences, 
it's just so complicated. Uh, and I can only imagine what it was like for people in 1963 oh, to yeah. watch it. But it's it won the Oscar, you know, for yeah. uh, the movie. So people must have dug it. I've, I was trying to put myself, I mean, like, obviously I wasn't alive then, but like I, I or was I? We don't know. Um, but, um, I'll, d- but, I'll just say I was. <laughs> but uh, I was trying to put myself in the like in that place because I think like watching this movie now for the first time, it's hard to have the context of how um, like avant garde and groundbreaking a lot of things were in it. Because like a lot, I'm sure that it's influenced a lot of things where you're like, oh, I've seen this technique before i've seen this like where they blur reality and you know daydreams and and it's in a way that you the audience is not fully clear where the line is and and i think that was i don't know if this is the first film that did it but probably the most famous first film to do that right um Mm -hmm. so i think that must have been really impactful for people watching it then and yeah it's not as much like watching it today for the first time but i think if you can like put yourself back and like try to imagine like none of those other movies existed this is like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like i mean similar to a space odyssey in a lot of ways that like yeah. whereas like today maybe some of these things are not impressive even though it's still a very visually stunning movie but like it did a bunch of stuff that had never been done before and that's like why it's so famous and so renowned even even today like the movie that I kept thinking about when I was watching this was uh, Black Swan from Darren Aronofsky. Um, Just sort of that, I want to say like blended reality where you're not totally sure what's actually happening and what is the fantasy of the protagonist. Um, But even that movie, like I saw that movie in theaters and after it ended, just sort of sat there in the theater for a few minutes because it was like, what did I just see? And, And for a movie this early to be doing that same sort of thing is that was very impressive to me. Mm-hmm. It made me think of, and this is not a movie that you would def, like associate at all with these types of movies, but it made me think of Scott Pilgrim. Oh because, yeah. Oh yeah. Like, all yeah. these like weird, there's all these weird smash cuts in that where it's like, he's having a conversation in a room and then he says something and then it cuts and he's in a different place, having a conversation with a different mm-hmm. person at a different time. And it's like, as the, as the viewer, you're very like, what? Like, it's like you lose your bearings for a minute and you have to kind of like catch up. And I felt like that with this movie a lot too. And a lot of the times, Guido is in a scene, but he's not in the scene. He's having dialogue with the, like the Cardinal, right? He's not physically there, uh, yeah. but the Cardinal is as, uh, saying thing. Yeah, you also have to know, you have to be Catholic as I, wa- as I am <laughs> or was. Uh, to really kind of get a lot of the things going on in this movie. Oh, I must have, I probably missed a bunch of stuff then because mm-hmm. I'm definitely I'm not Catholic. <laughs> My mom was. <laughs> a lot of guilt uh, about sex and, and mm. stuff. That enough, enough said about that. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense because I think like the scenes where they were talking about well, I don't know. I don't. I don't understand Catholicism. So, like, I maybe was trying to pick up clues and not fully understanding them. But there's like the scene where he's a kid and he gets in trouble for, um, I guess being by the prostitute. Is she a mm-hmm. prostitute? Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're reading. They're reading like from the Bible. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I was raised without religion. I don't. All of it's new to me. Um, but. Uh, they were talking about somebody who like never never spent any time with women 
because mm-hmm. that was like bad or something. And I was like, oh, so he was like repressed. And that's why he's like obsessed with women and like being around women because that was like repressed out of him. And now he's like, I don't know, is that is that accurate at all? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Fellini, he has the scene where, you know, Guido's child uh, is brought back from the beach and uh, he's condemned by women dressed as priests. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, and it's just really amazing and powerful to to see that in in a, in a film that early. Uh, and then he kneels; they make him kneel uh, for penance on pebbles. Um, Ow! Yeah, it hurts. <laughs> so the scene uh, where he is like, it's like his ultimate fantasy, right? It happens when the he harem. they're at yeah the harem. They're at the cafe and they see and his wife Louise is like on it the whole time. Like she knows exactly what's going on, and he just keeps lying. Um, but yeah, that, that harem scene was like, I don't know, like ultimate but male it, fantasy, it, it I guess. It gets turned on its head though, right? Yeah. Even in his yeah. fantasy, they expose his failings. So yeah, it's like he were... can't escape from <laughs> like from mm-hmm. his own like self-doubts and stuff. So he's like having this like ultimate male fantasy and then the women like rise up and they're like, actually, <laughs> like, <laughs> you're not that great. <laughs> yep. They they rebel and yeah. uh, they they say we're completely unsatisfied. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a great flashback from the really bizarre scene where all the kids are taking a bath in wine, right, and then get um uh and then get wrapped up in the blankets like they he does in the in his fantasy scene. Yeah, I, the, the layers of symbolism is just it's, it's everything everything is there for a reason. And I don't know if you did this when you were watching this. Uh, it's an extremely beautiful movie. You can pause the movie at almost any frame, and it looks like a gorgeous black and white photo. Um, and it, I just love that about it. It's uh, and the dream sequence in particular. You'll if you pause it, there are people waving like uh, things uh, around the camera. So you'll see things like this happening with the camera where uh, oh, somebody yeah. is just, and it's just, uh, it's Fellini and he's just doing this random, uh, just, th- uh, you know, putting scarves in front of the camera just to make it look strange. Interesting. Uh, I did yeah. notice that in a few scenes, but I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> uh, and he, he had the equivalent of a post-it note uh, attached to his camera that says, remember, this movie is a comedy. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, it, is it? Like, I mean, there's. It's like it's like a hybrid of genres. I think. <laughs> oh. Like it, I would say it. It has comedy elements, but I don't know. If I would call it a comedy. <laughs> Did you ever laugh out loud when you were watching the movie? Um, yeah. no, but I'm not, I'm not a big laugh out loud person. I definitely did like a couple smirks a few times. Yeah. I, I don't think I laughed. I liked, um, I, I liked the guy, like the, the ringleader guy with the cane and the top hat. Oh yeah. He was cool. He yeah. Was fun. He's great. He reminded great. me of like the MC from Cabaret, like same Abs- energy. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I laughed out loud during the fantasy sequence when, uh, uh, his wife looks in the camera and goes, he's such a darling, isn't he? Oh, yeah. oh that, that was actually really <laughs> funny. Like, oh, my God. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, I want it to be dripping with sarcasm, but it's so sincere. Yeah, I loved it. And when she's like, she's like walking off into the distance, like, I have to do laundry and prepare <laughs> breakfast for tomorrow and scrub the floors. Like, mm-hmm. just uh, very delighted to be doing so. 
And when Claudia walks into the outdoor cafe, uh, and he's hiding, he hides behind his newspaper. Yeah. I, I, la- I, I laughed out loud with that as well. Uh, oh, when he drew on her I, her eyebrows, evil. Oh. That was pretty funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to make her more slutty. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, I I love the fact that this <laughs> this uh, movie technically has a spaceship as <laughs> the one thread that ties it with two thousand one. Yeah, it's basically uh, yeah, it's. I'll keep that going as long as I possibly can if I come back for our fourth and fifth fourth appearance. The other thing that I'll say is like, I think like I found Guido to be not a very likable character, but a very interesting character. Um, and that could be just because he's sort of a womanizer and sort of a liar and sort of... <laughs> More than sort of, I would say. Yeah, um, yeah uh, absolutely. Uh, but I think like the thing that resonated the most with me is like, his um as a as a creative person who has like tried to create things like write and make music and and make a podcast you know i don't know if you call this art but um <laughs> i i think that like that whole idea of wanting to say something and have something to say and when he was talking about it, it was supposed to be like simple and like meaningful is like such a relatable feeling I feel like for for people who are trying to create anything of like this was like I had a I had this ideal in my head of like something mm-hmm. I was just trying to communicate something to people and then it can become such a mess <laughs> so, so easily and that's I think where a lot of like writer's block and, and in this case director's block and mm-hmm. any sort of those creative blocks come from and I think that's like what to me was like the most meaningful thing about the movie and like what like despite some of the things that I didn't like about it, I was like, no, I think I, like, I like this because I feel it. <laughs> I, there are two sides to that sentiment for me. Uh, on one hand, I do agree. Like, I mean, as someone who also does things, uh, <laughs> you you want to find your voice and you want it to be important and have something to say. Which I think again is also why um, the part that I mentioned earlier, like better to destroy than to create spoke to me more because it's like, you know, if you don't have, if you don't have anything to say, don't waste your time and anybody else's who views it or reads it or whatever. Um, and on the other side of that coin though, and I think maybe because Guido himself was not a likable character, it really, um, to me evoked like an archetype of like these film bros who just think so highly of themselves that like, they what they have to say is super important and it's meaningful and it's going to change stuff and it's just nothing they've got nothing um (laughs) yeah well he's like he is sort of like a narcissist in a way but i think like it the movie also shows that he's extremely self-critical i mean like that the the harem scene i think is the one that like says that so much i mean even in his own fantasy he can't let himself you know be uh be like when he's got to like have somebody like in his fantasy people are like here's all here's a list of all of your failings (laughs) well well, even as he even his deceased parents don't approve of him i mean that's pretty powerful (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh I will say this podcast is a form of art so (laughs) you're definitely creating something uh that's great and I, I love what you had to say about what the movie's about. I think the thing that resonated for me with this movie is that uh, we always get to see the finished product of things, and we rarely get to see the agony of creating that finished product. And 
when you hear a great song or see a great movie or listen to a great podcast, you think, oh, it was just easy. It just came out that way, right? When in fact, it's uh, it's a painful struggle, as you know, uh, as creators. And it's nice to see a film that, I mean, people are in agony and his his producer is pissed mm-hmm. and wants him to do something the actors are pissed and they're demanding things and there's this pseudo intellectual frankly bullshit around it and and it's and it's funny you know is there a difference between uh marxist ideology and catholic ideology uh that are being put out as serious questions and he doesn't want to hear it he's like i don't i don't fucking know the answer to these things <laughs> You know, I barely know what I'm doing. And I have these horrible, terrifying dreams of being trapped, uh, which I think we can all relate to at some point. That scene at the end, well, not the very end, but close to the end where they, it's like, the I don't know if it's supposed to be a press conference. It ends up being essentially a press conference and everybody's yelling questions at him. My anxiety was like at a 10 out of 10 during that scene. Did you notice what the table is made out of? It's a mirror. The yeah. table mm-hmm. is a mirror and, you know, you can't escape this. Ugh, uh, so stressful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the opening sequence with all these cars and then the final sequence with all these cars pulling in. I, I loved the, that callback. I thought it was really great. It's one of the it's one of the greatest films of all time. In, in the scene where they're it's like the magic trick, right? Where they're like transferring thoughts. Is there any significance to what? Because what he thinks and she like writes on the board seems to be like nonsense, right? Just from context of the film. But is there any meaning to that? There's a scene. There's a flashback uh, where uh, the kids are we're done. All ha- it, right? Yeah, they're all saying it uh, after their uh, wine bath. And Guido uh, has wet the bed. And you saw that weird contraption that they used to dry the sheets out. Uh, and uh, and the, the little girl sits up and says, T- remember, tonight is the night when we see the guy's eyes move. And the way we do this, we prevent him from doing this, is by doing this gesture and saying those words. Hmm. And, that's, uh, and that's what he's thinking of at that moment. And I don't know what those words literally mean, but I know that that's uh, the reference back to that. Okay. I I missed that. I went through thinking that like it was some sort of uh, like he's he's transmitting nonsense. But what he had tried to transmit was like, here's the idea for my movie. And it was just sort of like saying like he's got nothing. Uh, But I guess I just read that wrong. (laughs) No, that I think that's a valid interpretation of that as as well. I think it's like interesting like this is another this is a movie that i think you probably have to watch multiple times to get everything but like it we've talked about this before with like older movies where they just they don't hold your hand mm-hmm. a lot of times the way that modern movies do where there's a lot of things contextually that that you that they're being communicated but it's not like they're clearly saying exactly what happened and so you have to like i didn't get the bed wedding thing like that went past me um because i don't think they like really clearly like you know said it right <laughs> well the, the, the kids tease him a little bit oh guido with the bed again mm. and uh, i must have blinked yeah, and missed it, the subtitle <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's very easy to miss yeah um but i feel like there's a lot of things like that um like there's probably a lot of things that i didn't pick up um like the 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 weird girl like i don't remember her name but Jack, the, jacqueline sure 
she just says weird shit constantly throughout the movie, and I don't know why. <laughs> like, like the the young lady like, with black hair. Yeah. 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 Like, is she insane? <laughs> like, what? she got really defensive when they hinted that they might read her mind. Yeah. Too. I I kept waiting oh. for that to come back. Yeah. The character the character's name is Gloria. Gloria. And, uh, oh. Yeah. And she well, she's a philosophy. She's writing her thesis in philosophy, and she's yeah, she's very uh, flighty and temperamental. She likes to say uh, pseudo profound things, and that's part of the reason why her older uh, suitor likes her because mm-hmm. it's like, look at how smart she is. I'm not doing that just because she's young and beautiful. It's, she's, she's actually <laughs> she's really, really intelligent. Brainy. Yeah, uh, but like. And, and it's always unclear to me whether things are being lost in translation to you, because obviously what you're seeing in subtitles is, you know, not exactly what is being said. But like, it seemed like to me, like she wasn't really saying things that were profound. She was just saying sort of nonsense observation type stuff. So fortune cookie maybe, stuff. Maybe like <laughs> she's not that intelligent. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the movie was trying to tell me, but it seemed like she was just sort of not being profound she was just trying to be <laughs> I, I interpret she's just very a very sensitive soul even in that scene where she's uh doesn't want her mind read she goes to um oh i forget his friend's name uh and she turns around and back to the circus guy and gives and blows him a little kiss yeah you know it's like i'm okay i just don't want my mind read yeah <laughs> i liked her though i mean i thought she was crazy but like I was like, I was invested in her for sure. I was like, what is going on with this lady? I wanted them to do more with her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, No, absolutely. It could be a spinoff movie, just her, and I would watch it. (laughs) Well, her reveal in the film where she just looks up from this gigantic hat is just stunning. It's just just so great. Man, the eye makeup in this movie, very good. (laughs) (laughs) Like big old fake lashes, like fully lined eyes. There's just like... You cannot not look at these ladies' eyes. <laughs> yeah. uh, did you have a favorite character? Um, I really liked. Um, what's the wife, Lu- Louise? Louisa. Louise. Louisa. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I liked her, and the the it, is the girl that's with her his sister. Uh, I took that ro- to just be her friend, right? Her friend? Yeah, best best friend, uh, okay. Rosella. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like of... her a lot too, even though she's not in yeah. that many scenes. Like, <laughs> I like that she's like more, I, I don't know, she feels like she's not a woman to Guido the way that other women, like, it's not like he's, Especially he's not objectifying the... her. Like, yeah, she's more of a friend. Scene, <laughs> where she's, she's there is just like ob- observing. She's not involved at all. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I like that. I like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Austin, do you have a favorite character? I, as, as far as character like who the people are i liked his wife a lot um just because she she saw through the bullshit the entire time and like he kept trying to gaslight her and uh you know continue lying and whatever and explain away everything but the whole time she was very clear-eyed she knew what was going on uh as far as like just being happy to see them on screen i gotta go with the uh the top hat Kane, yeah. yeah yeah he's pretty cool he was he had a good presence on on screen i thought i felt like louisa was like very much like the, the whole like thing where basically they um the actress tells him that he's not capable of love um or well he she says the protagonist but i mean we mean she means him um and i was thinking like in a way like 
Louise is like the opposite of that, like because she's I think she loves Guido, even though she is mad and infuriated (laughs) by his actions such that she would never cheat on him. And like she's like in pain over it, whereas like he is not like like when he sees her for the first time in the movie, he's truly like he lights up like he's happy to see her like and. I feel like if you love someone and you're like actively doing things that you shouldn't be doing to them, you're going to feel more turmoil and pain. And and that I felt like she was like the inverse of him in that way. It was like she's in pain because she is capable of love and he's Mm -hmm. just, you know, like not capable of like giving himself to a person. Well, maybe by the end he's working on it, but not capable of like of going through that and feeling that for people. Yeah, I mean that's the message that he gets pounded into him over and over and over. You are in, you are a man who is incapable of love. Um, I uh, it, I love all those characters that you mentioned, but I also really like Mario, the pathetic older best friend who's uh, <laughs> who's who's dating Gloria. Mm-hmm. Um, he's I mean everything he does, he's just so dumb and happy, even though he's sweating and is going to have a heart attack at any moment, <laughs> you know, trying to trying to please this this person 30 years younger than him. Um, yeah, he was just a, a lot of uh, pathetic comedic relief for me. I thought of another thing that made me laugh. And that was in the harem scene that people were still talking about their husbands. <laughs> Like, yes. So even though he has a harem, like they are still married to other people. Like, that yes. was very funny to me. And they were complaining and <laughs> complaining about their husbands. Yeah, yeah he's like, a piece of shit. Oh, but... do I need to go? He wants to see me, and he's like, "That's fine." Like, My husband wants to see me for New Year's, but it's just one day, and I'll be right back. Yeah, <laughs> and if you tell me I can't go, I'll I'll make up a reason or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> like, what a weird fantasy. <laughs> When he's, I, uh, he's wrapped up and bundled, just like he was as a little kid, yeah, and carried. I also I really liked the writer in the movie. Who he didn't he didn't say much, but like the one scene. Um, this was another funny part when he's talking to uh, the actress who has come in. I is that Claudia? I wasn't sure if she showed up that early or not, but she she's the one who said that uh, she had eaten nothing but pasta for two weeks or something like that. Oh yeah, the and the act the actor with the little horn thing. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't Claudia, right? That was no. What was her name? Somebody else. Okay, um, but she's like asking about the role, and uh, the director's like, "Well, here's the writer. You can ask him whatever questions you have." And the writer just like he he pulls his glasses down like this and looks over him. He's like, "What role is this woman playing?" <laughs> <laughs> and how how many scenes am I in? I think five. Five. <laughs> Only five. I can't believe. Uh, she's maybe very even six or that. seven. <laughs> the absolute like anxiety level of like just like they're pro- they're in production of a movie that like no one knows and is ha- like what is happening. There isn't yeah. a movie. <laughs> like, That's happening twenty four hours a day because uh, he visits them at two in the morning yeah. and they're they're working on stuff and his his friend is in his underwear. Uh, and you know, doing a menage a trois—it's just—it's just crazy stuff going on. But it's all—I had to 
<laughs> it's all normal. I had to watch this into like I watched part of it last night and then I watched the rest this morning. And I like I had to stop last night because I was like, if I keep watching this, I am not going to sleep. Like I am so stressed out. <laughs> like I gotta like have a palate cleanser, like chill out. <laughs> so I watched half of it last night and then I like watched an episode of X Files and like went to sleep. <laughs> Um, uh, but good, yeah, because it, it's just so stressful. <laughs> parts of it. There were there were several scenes where Guido is just going through a just lineup of people trying to talk to him and ask him questions, and he's and he just like the walking the whole time, <laughs> dodging everyone. Like he'll he'll say something to one person, and someone else comes up to him, and <sighs> especially like as as the movie goes on, and you realize he doesn't know what he's doing those scenes become more and more like, oh, no. <laughs> it's like the nightmare where, you know, you're you're back in high school and everyone's turning in their homework and you're like, yeah. uh-oh. <laughs> like, I, you're, you're filming I, a movie I, that has not been written. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like the feeling. I'm sure that you know this already, but when I finished the movie, I had to look it up because I was like, okay, but why is it called Eight and a Half? Like, the, I didn't see any reference to it. Um, and for the listener, if they don't know, the reason is that uh, prior to this, Fellini had made uh, seven movies, and because this is basically a movie and a half, so it's a, it's a very oh, meta movie, and the title is also extremely meta. Oh, yes. and for Austin, because Austin didn't know either. I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was gonna ask actually why yeah, it was called eight and a half because I was like I was watching and I kept waiting for the end for there to be something like or and then I was like maybe I missed it and then I looked it up and I was like oh there's no way that I would have ever known this from watching the movie you have to you have to know or look it up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's several uh, levels of meta that you know if you like meta it's great if you don't if it's annoying it's very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so I think uh, we've talked about this this film a good bit. Uh, let's take a quick break and come back and make the best film ever even better. No pressure. Great. No, <laughs> yes. Well, we, you did it with 2001. <laughs> So, uh, Dr. Ron, as our guest, and as the one who chose this movie. Oh, shit. As you know, uh, on the Better Movie Club podcast, we watch movies, but that's only half of what we do. Mm -hmm. The other half is making them better. Um, That's a challenge. You, as guests, once again, you have first right of refusal, but do you have uh, a change in mind that you think that would improve this movie? Free change, everybody speaks English. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I... <laughs> okay. So what I would like to do, uh, there's a scene sort of midway through the movie where Claudia, uh, who uh, Guido has invited to the uh, hotel uh, to have an, a, a fling with, um, shows up at a cafe after his wife, Louisa, shows up. And Louisa's steaming. Mm-hmm, she's, mm-hmm. she's pissed. She knows who this person is. You invited her. And, of course, Guido is, is lying that he didn't. There's a fantasy sequence where Louisa and Claudia are just getting Best along friends. famously. <laughs> yeah. Right? 
I would like that to be a real scene of how Louisa and Claudia would um, would actually interact, uh, knowing everything that they know about each other. So do you think and, that they, like, does Louisa not, like, hate her immediately? So it's like, does she warm up to her? Or do you think it's like they just immediately hit it off? Uh, well, in the fantasy, they immediately hit it off. Yeah. Louisa saying, oh, you're so fashionable. And it's like, oh, you're, you're fashionable too. And, uh, and, you know, very intellectual with those classes. They're exact polar opposites. Right. right? And so I would like them to not necessarily hate each other, but to say what they really think about each other. So I like it. <laughs> I, I, I think that this would be... They're Regina Georges, basically. I, I think that the dialogue would remain unchanged, but it would just be dripping with sarcasm, right? Like, <laughs> that's how that would play out. It's basically like, I love your dress. Where did you get it? Like <laughs> So affordable. <laughs> uh, and I... Uh, so... Uh, uh, both of you can play uh, either Luisa or Claudia, and I'm just going to be Guido and, okay. and just kind of watch what's going on. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I mean, Austin probably dresses better than me, so I would say he's probably more of a Claudia type. I, I didn't. I, I didn't want to say, but yeah, Austin. Austin is clearly, clearly Claudia. He's wearing a huge derby hat right now, <laughs> right? With with fur all over it. Uh, That's a cat. Lee, you, oh, it's faux fur. It's faux fur. And Lee, you've got the the narrow uh, intellectual glasses. That's on, right. So. That's right. <laughs> oh yeah. Louis, Clearly, the, the brains of the office. have very similar glasses yeah. to who he's on right now. <laughs> All right. So we will go now to the cafe where I have just walked in. I'm so happy you came, Louisa. I'm so. Please. Just know I'm so happy you came. And uh, are you happy about uh, about her as well? Uh, who, who? I don't. I, I, I don't know this person. Who? 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 Uh, yeah. Can I just have one coffee because I am by myself. I didn't know his wife would be here, so I'm sitting alone. I think I'd like to go over and say hello. Oh, uh, if you prefer to talk to strangers, of, of, of course. I have no objection to this. You doing this such a thing? I have no idea who this person. Is. Sure. Sure, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Good day. Oh, hi. I don't know who you are or and, anything about you. And I, I'm sure you don't know anything about my husband. He's the one waving over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, the director. He's my director. Oh, so you do know him. Yeah. Yeah, everyone comes to this cafe. It's great. Oh, wait, hold on. No, I don't, I don't know him. <laughs> oh, okay. No, that's what, because that's what he said, so... He said he doesn't know me at all? Right. He said you were a stranger. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess we're strangers. I guess I don't know that man over there at all. We've never met. Yeah, uh, keep drinking your coffee, Guido. I mean, stranger. Oh, so... Oh, are you, like, one of those people that, like, guesses people's names? Um, uh, well, he's famous, right? I, I've heard of him before. I've, I'm familiar with his work. Yeah, he's giving a thumbs up. He's definitely famous. I'm excited for his spaceship movie. Oh, you know about that? Yeah. Let's see. Um, it took 400 tons of concrete. How do you know that? My, my uncle's a dancing sailor. 
He worked on the set. <laughs> oh, well. I hear he might be getting a part, actually. That's good for him. And you, you, what do you do? I'm, hold on. I'm getting, what, what are you trying to say, Guido? Oh, I just would like to come over and, and I see you having such a famously good time with each other. I just thought I would come in and say hello. <laughs> Uh, young lady, whoever you are, this is my wife, Luisa. Luisa, nice to meet you. Yeah, we were hitting it off. I think we're actually going to hang out, right? Yeah, I, we might get... We're going to go shopping. She's going to show me where she got this beautiful dress that's not tacky at all. Oh my god, thank you. I love your outfit too. I... It is so nice that you being the wife of a famous director, you still dress down so humbly. Very relatable. Thank you. I I try to, you know, keep the intellectual look because Guido's not really into vapid, brainless bimbos. Not hardly at all. I just <laughs> hardly at all like vapid, brainless bimbos. And I think it's wonderful that you have both uh, a hat and a pet has the same thing to, to take to this cafe. I think your husband might be more into vapid brainless bimbos than you think. So they're best friends now, clearly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A lot in common. A lot to talk about. That was nice. Thank you so much. Yeah, I like that very much. Uh, is there another scene we want to see with <laughs> Louisa <laughs> and... What, her name's Gloria, right? Is that... No, no uh, Claudia. Right? That's Claudia? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I See, I, I lost track because... There's a lot this of woman, characters the, and names. Yeah, yeah, this woman we're talking about now was there from like pretty early on. Yes. But I thought that Claudia didn't show up until they were watching the screen test in the theater. I thought he had imagined Claudia as like this ideal woman and then she showed up and then he was disappointed in her. But I thought that this woman was a different actress. I might be completely wrong. They are different people. I just don't know which name belongs to which person. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, too. <laughs> so Gloria is the dark-haired younger woman that Mario is dating. That's yeah. who I thought Cla- Jacqueline was. Uh, Claudia and I. For- the ideal woman. I forget if she has a name. Sort of this angelic person that comes early in the movie and kind of walks on her tippy toes mm. uh, all the time. I forget okay. her actual name. That's okay. Yeah. We know what characters we're talking about. Yeah. Though, but did she you yeah. Want to see? <laughs> that yeah. That she does in real life. She doesn't show up until close to the end. Right. Whatever her name is. Yeah. <laughs> so the the character that I was playing is the character that he painted the eyebrows on, right? Yeah. Yes. Am I okay? So I I'm right about that. All right. So do we do we want to see another scene with the two of them? I'm curious. Like, do we think that their does their friendship quote unquote friendship continue throughout the movie? <laughs> like, are they just always hanging out now? But like secretly they hate each other, but they're like super like nice. It's not even that secret, right? <laughs> uh maybe. Maybe we see them go shopping. Maybe we see them maybe they're sitting next to each other at the screening. Uh by the way, the I just re- remember the ideal woman's name is Carla. Carla. Okay. Okay. Well, I thought it was a fantasy until she actually shows up right. in the flesh. Uh, I, I don't know. I think it's more fun if they, they go out shopping together. And okay. it'd be fun to see Louisa show up in like a big furry you know, <laughs> outfit. <laughs> yeah. Cla- so Louisa's trying to dress like her, like Claudia oh, now. Is that what's oh happening? Oh, my God. Claudia is 
is giving Louisa a makeover. To, uh, there's a shopping montage. To or like better, the, the trying to on better satisfy mon- Guido. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to cut to the mall. <laughs> and action. Come, I do recommend the... I do recommend these colors. These are the our sluttiest colors that we have. Uh, for well, the movie's in black and white, so I don't think it matters. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, I now do... hold on, Louisa. We've got the light gray and the dark gray, and I think the sluttier of the two is going to be the darker gray. I totally agree. The sluttier mm-hmm. is the is the darker gray. Okay. Um, this is the... what men like. Yeah, and like. I don't have this problem, but like if my husband was into women who, for example, looked like like you, like what do you think I should do to look well, we more? We gotta work on your eyebrows, girl. Oh. <laughs> you gotta, you need to paint those things on, eyes closed, no mirror. Wow, that's works, like so freeing. Eyes closed, no mirror, put those eyebrows on your face. That works every time. But you look like you're angry. As the proprietor of this slutty eyebrow, uh, makeup shop i can cover all the mirrors so you can practice i would this love that has everything doesn't it wow let me just consider them um, covered let me just okay okay i'm just mm. gonna go for it i'm just gonna yeah do it girl do it girl just just in your brow yeah right <laughs> right across the middle there that's perfect okay okay let's uncover the mirrors i want to see what do you think of your new look girl it's so sexy <laughs> We prefer slutty. Slutty. <laughs> it's it's slutty. the name. It's the name on the shop outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you think that like the theoretical husband that I was talking about before would like this? Theoretically, he'll ask you to pretend to be a stranger and break into his room, <laughs> wrapped in only a, a, a thin sheet. Mm-hmm. That's how the fantasy goes. Okay. Okay. Let me just I take imagine. Some notes. Okay, let's cut to um, she. She okay. So Louisa has a huge drawn-on unibrow. She's wrapped in a sheet, and she's going to break in to the hotel room. She has not told him that this is going to happen. Hey, action! Let me just close the sheet, and I'm gonna break the window. Oh my god! Uh, uh, who? Uh, who uh, what does the meaning of this? Who is it coming into my room? It's me, slutty girl. Uh, you look like the drummer for REM. Uh, this is not. This is not what I imagined our love life to be uh, to consist of. Well, realign what you're imagining. This is. This is what you want. I. What? I asked around. This is what you want. I broke your window. I'm bleeding. <laughs> did you go to the to the slutty eyebrow shop? The, the, yes. That Claudio goes. Oh my god. How did you know? Because <laughs> I send her there all the time. It's it's only for Claudia. It's not. You're a respectable woman. Not anymore. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Guido, darling, the the tub is full. Uh, who's that? Uh, this is uh, a fantasy. Is it filled with red wine, like I asked? Oh, no, I thought that was a joke. No, I... Because it's so ridiculous. No, it, 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 
All the boys need to take baths in red wine. It increases our virility later in life. And I need as much as I can right now. Okay, I'll just, I'll drain this. And who? Just, just put some food coloring in it. That'll be fine. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll do that. Who are you talking to? Uh, Hi. This is, this is my uh, wife, Louisa, after an eyebrow treatment. Oh, Louisa. You took my advice. That looks so good on you. Thank you. I broke into this room. Um, Same. Same. (laughs) He doesn't like it. (laughs) It's it's just a lot. I'm not. I haven't taken my virility bath yet. There's just not. Don't have enough virility for so many eyebrow shades and all at one time. It's it's gray or dark gray, and it's just overwhelming right now. Scene. <laughs> uh, I fucked up the accent. It's it's hard to to do an Italian accent. I, I tried for like one line, and then I was like, nope, I didn't do that good. So. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, that was fun. In, then it just didn't happen. <laughs> uh, I love the idea that Louisa breaks into the room. <laughs> Was it real or was it a fan like a daydream fantasy thing? We don't know. Mm-hmm. Hard to tell. <laughs> her eyebrow is like her her one giant eyebrow is so big. I'm I'm imagining it taking up like half of her forehead. It's ridiculous. It's like a, a paint roller just across yeah. her forehead. She used an extra thick sharpie. <laughs> and, and this is this is probably before your time, but after this, uh, Google the drummer for REM, and you'll just see a gig- gigantic monobra. Nice. I uh, I didn't get it in there, but I was gonna also take Louisa to Claire's, and then Forever Twenty One. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to in my head figure out a way to make sexy eyebrow something like stand for sephora like we were we were close i was like sexy eyebrow and then i was like there's too many other letters in sephora i don't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we were on the same wavelength <laughs> um leah would you like to go next or do you want me to go um i you go ahead because i have an idea but I'm adjusting it slightly based on some things that have happened. So if, okay. if you have something. I'm so I'm sort of in thing? the same <laughs> boat. Uh only because the previous two scenes become really weird. Mm. Uh but one of the things I wanted to fix about this movie was that unless you do further reading, the title eight and a half just in and of itself doesn't really mean anything. And when you consider like all of the sort of daydreaming that happens and all the flashbacks to when he was a kid and the part where uh, the harem just sort of wrapped him up like a baby, I think eight and a half is Guido's age. Uh, he is a, <laughs> he is a, um, a wonderkind a uh, prodigy director who is eight and a half years old. Um, he keeps talking about this great movie that's going to have a spaceship, and <laughs> and he's married. <laughs> he's <laughs> to a much older woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I I want to see a scene where, uh, and, and this is a scene that I think it, this is a, a deleted scene that we're going to add. And it's where Guido at eight and a half is pitching his movie to his producer. Because, I mean, 
a film doesn't just get funded out of nowhere, right? Right, that like, happened. It just doesn't happen that we yeah, see in the movie, right? Yeah. Because like people know kind of like there's a lot like this sort of the movie sort of starts in the middle of a story in a yeah. in a way, right? The movie's already he in has production least, essentially. <laughs> he is at least pitched enough that they are building a spaceship set, right? So I we see that, and I want Guido to just be just have the storytelling skills of a normal eight and a half year old. Uh, so, uh, I will be the producer, I think. And, um, Leah, you're the babysitter. Okay. <laughs> you're his transportation. Yeah. Okay. I, so I'm eight and a half year old Guido. Yeah. Unless we want to recast adult Guido and eight and a half year old Guido, but I was going to leave no, you as Guido. Okay. No, that's uh, fine. All right. I'm going <laughs> to drop that? my Italian accent. Okay. <laughs> Uh, all right. Action. Oh, I got a great idea for a movie, but I'm so tired. He skipped his nap time today. Uh. Well, I... Usually I only like to hear pitches after the directors have had their nap. Can we... If I... Can I just tell you about it and then go to... Take another red wine bath and then go to sleep all sticky and everything like before if you tell the if you tell the producer about your movie then you can get your red wine bath ah maria oh you're so tough okay you can just just elevator pitch it i i will find anything but i need to know elevator what elevator pitch oh i don't know what that is oh you're new to the industry, huh? I, I, I know how to pitch things, but... I, oh, like short! Yeah, like real short. Like we were riding in an elevator together. I like your tie. Thank you. It's, it's, it's skinny. It's got Donald Duck on it. <laughs> oh, cool. All right, here's my idea for a movie. Maria! What, what, what? Maria, back me up on this, because I might have to ask you to make some noises and do some characters. Of course, of course. I'm ready. Thanks. Maria's the best. <laughs> I'm the best. <laughs> Maria's the best. I, I, I can love see you that. So, I love you so much. Sometimes more. Okay, I won't tell anybody. Okay, I won't say anything either. All right, so his movie, it's about a spaceship. It is mm-hmm. giant. It's huge. It's like... How I'm huge? Eight, I'm eight and a half, and almost everything looks big to me, but that's... This spaceship is huge. It's like, it's like a million miles tall. Wow. Okay. Okay. Can you see that? Can you see that? It's got I'm, fins. I'm picturing it. It's got fins on it and everything. Right? Okay. And so we all just, uh, there's a huge amount of people and they just hang out. There's a dancing Popeye sailor who dances by the, <laughs> by the rocket. It's awesome. It's awesome. Right? Uh, Maria, do some dance steps. Uh, I'm doing them. Look at this is how the sailor dances. And she's got, she's got big strong arms, just like Popeye. I do. I eat spinach, canned spinach every day, every day. Okay. Uh, And there's a musical thing that goes with that. And so, uh, but there's some bad people that want to stop the rocket. Oh no! Why do the bad people want to stop the rocket? Because they they're jealous because Italy doesn't have a rocket program. No. Yeah, that's exactly right. So this million, this million billion mile tall rocket is million gonna, billion miles. It's getting bigger uh, as, as I envision this. 
because uh, Maria makes a big rocket uh, nose cone and uh, and steps on top of a chair and is gigantic. I'm huge. Huge. Okay. All right. Big rocket. I'm gonna write this down. Maria, can I have a glass of water? I'm just. Yes, of course. Here's your here's, here's some water. Awesome. Thanks so much. Um, and could after you, the ro- I'm sorry. Could you drink that? Could you put that in a sippy cup? Maybe. It's just the the <laughs> the chairs in here are expensive. It's water. Yeah, but they're leather. It's uh, leather gets wet. Cows get wet. That's another thing about this movie that's going to be so great is the uh, the rocket never really takes off. It's more. It's oh. a metaphor. It's a it's a metaphor for growing up, okay, and taking and taking on responsibilities, because I, it's scary. Yeah, I no, don't. I I, w- I definitely want to see a movie that shows me uh, what an eight and a half year old has to say about growing up. It's scary. Uh huh. And I don't I don't really know. I know I have a lot of money, but I don't know really how much or why or where it is. I th- I think you know. You just buy other chairs. If I ruin them, that's true. We could just buy other chairs. Cause money buys everything. Yeah, chairs, rockets, love, uh, friends. I have lots of friends. Babysitters. Babysitters. Uh, I hope I hope mom puts a little extra something for you staying and keeping me up. Cause I'm so tired. Just You're doing so tired. great. You're almost done. You're almost done. Tell them about the big ending. <clears throat> oh, so there's a big end. There's a big ending where every, everyone turns into a circus. Everything turns into a circus. And there's a circus guy that comes out, and he's a little scary because he's got, like, darker teeth than his, uh, than his, uh, he's got, like, white makeup on, and his teeth look re- kind of funny because of it. Uh, like, they're yellow, but you can't tell because it's black and white because that's what art films are. Right. And uh, everyone comes out, and they play circus music. Uh, and I'm... And I'm going to play one of the kids uh, who's, who's a flautist uh, playing the flute. And I'm sort of the metaphor for responsibility. And I'm going to be the last thing you see in the movie. And it's going to be awesome. And people are going to be dancing. Uh, and even if, they're al- even if they're dead, they're going to be alive and dancing. Okay. I will fund this movie on one, yes! condi- on one condition. Uh, there has to be a scene at the beginning where you are flying on a balloon and someone throws a rope at you. Done. Scene. <laughs> I like to think that young Guido just learned what a metaphor was yesterday, and that's why. <laughs> it's like, it's a metaphor. <laughs> Do, would an eight-and-a-half-year-old know what a metaphor is? That's, I think, I don't know. I don't have kids. Who knows what kids are learning these days? I know I learned at some point in in elementary school, we learned about like similes versus metaphors, but I don't remember exactly what age. Yeah. It would would be sort of in that period because you're starting to learn more abstract stuff. Yeah. I want to say, I want to say that was like second or third grade for me, probably. So I feel like eight and a half is an age where you might've just learned what a metaphor was. So sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Austin, I picture you as a, as a, uh, second or third grade film nerd already, <laughs> right? I so no in third grade, uh, we had these assignments where we took spelling words and we uh, had to write a short story using all of our spelling words, and that those were like my favorite assignments. And I just had like my stories were a series; they all were like one continuing story. I I was more of a writer than anything, but uh, and you still are, yeah. <laughs> He writes. That's the thing he does he write. 
Uh, a weird thing has happened here, uh, podcast viewers. You can't uh, see this, uh, but on Zoom, uh, it's getting dark here, and I just have a little desk lamp, and I, I look like I'm in a black and white movie right now. I was going right to say now. that, but I was like, maybe I'm going crazy, <laughs> and that's not really what's <laughs> happening. I was like, nope. I think Ron's in black and white, but oh, it also could be that I watched a black and white movie, and I've gone insane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to turn the... Uh saturation down on my camera so I that bet there's like a zoom filter oh, that nice. does that right yeah there's nice. gotta be one one that says noir there we go there we go Ooh. nice we are properly <laughs> black and white <laughs> mine's all natural <laughs> now compared to this black and white now you have more sepia tones than yeah. than we do um i'm trying to think of another scene with eight and a half year old guido um Oh, what? <laughs> uh, I want to see a different version of the harem scene, but instead of like it being primarily a sexual fantasy, I think it's more of a like these women are here and they're like taking care of him. They're like making him his favorite food and like giving him presents and all this stuff that an eight and a half year old might want to happen. <laughs> probably playing with them right i remember when i was that age i wanted like i wanted oh, yeah. adults to like come play legos with me like, yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah yeah oh actually i just i i remembered another scene that made me uh chuckle a bit and that that's the saragina scene where she's dancing to these like and these kids and one of the kids is full-on just slapping himself <gasps> in the face over and over <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh my god everyone else is clapping and that kid's like <laughs> that kid is like beating himself up and he's repenting right <laughs> did i know it <laughs> No, I, he's just so excited. Uh, there's one kid that's just jumping up and down over and over and over again. Yeah, it's so great. funny. And what she does with her eyes is just great. They were just like flash. Oh, she would just yeah. Them really wide. That was unsettling. Yeah. I liked her. She, liked she might be my third favorite character. <laughs> that's a great choice. Uh, all right. So let's go to eight and a half year old Guido's quote unquote harem fantasy. Okay. Okay, you get a you get a matchbox car. You get a matchbox car. And we're gonna race them uh, okay. on, a fl- okay, okay. on the floor here. Is that do you do you want me to get the garbage truck or the police car? Ooh, police car is awesome. Make sure you make the siren noise. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah do the you, police. You want me to do the okay? Police car, and then uh, and then you get the fire engine, Ooh, okay. and and. Uh, and an ambulance falling right behind. They make similar noises, so you can do one noise for both of them. Right. Yeah. And are we are we gonna race, or are we are we going to an emergency? Was there? I I'm gonna make an, I'm gonna make a big accident and a fire in the corner next to the gigantic wooden bathtub, which I'm gonna swim in later. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. We're yeah. gonna have and, that filled with red wine. And, and it would be great. And everyone me. can come in. Everyone can, can can come in. Yeah, because I think that's cool for everyone to like share a red wine bath. Yeah, bubble that bath makes sense too, to me. right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we the real fire truck's gonna come here pretty soon too, so you get to take a ride in that. <laughs> that's awesome. This is cool being rich, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I love <laughs> being rich and living with. We you, make two cookies. I don't know why together. there's. It's just one. This is the best little boy world. Just one little boy and like fourteen women. I don't know why there's no other boys here, but I All like your mommies. It. 
We're all your mommies. Oh, I'm so lucky. I'm the luckiest boy in Italy. There's two other mommies making mac and cheese. And oh, another one was making chicky nuggies. The dinosaur shaped oh. chicky nuggies. Oh, oh, of course, of course, the dinosaur shaped. Can I have some spaceship chicken nuggets as well? Maybe, oh, no, no! How about a real Chick spaceship? Ah, you read my mind! You read my mind! <laughs> it's a million oh, miles gonna, tall. Oh, I was gonna ask for fish sticks. This is even better. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, light, I'm gonna light this pile of, of timber on fire in the corner and then the police are gonna come and then the fireman is gonna come and then uh the ambulance is gonna come because there might be some people inside okay by the way my real son wants me to come see him for christmas it's only one day and if you say anything i won't go but just he asked uh, did he ask super super nice it was like moderately nice yeah i think i think I never met him. I think he sounds a little entitled. Yeah, I would agree with that. Just a little bit. I'll stay for. I'll stay here. But I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> I win. I All win. All the mommies stay great. here for Christmas. All Yay. the mommies stay here for Christmas. You get a big Christmas bonus. In fact, just. I'm gonna make a put all the money in a big pot. Just grab, just take what you need. Is that cool? Yeah, that's the coolest. I love that. <laughs> no, nothing could go wrong here. Um, uh, Guido, it's me. Uh, I, <laughs> you sent me upstairs and told me to dress like a bear, and that was three days ago. Can I come down now? Uh, are you my grandma? Or are you my great grandma? My great, 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 great. Grandma. I'm 23, first of all. Ugh, that's so old. She's so old. Oh, so old. I, the rule's I, not fair. The, the rule, the rules are totally fair. What do you mean the rules it's, aren't fair? Yeah. We all voted the on the rules. We, yeah. It, it's, well, if, if you're, you can't be more than three times older than me. I voted for the rule before I was that old, so. See? I, that's why it's fair. He's got you there. Okay. That's just logic. I'll tell the other mommies they have to stay up here too. Grandmommies and great great grandmommies. The grandmommies. <laughs> How many are out there? Uh, including me. <laughs> there's there's ten of us. Are they all dressed uh, as bears? No, there's different animals up here. We got a a tiger. Oh. And I'm... a pig. There's a moose too. Yeah, and a moose and a donkey. We could play zoo. Oh, oh, that's that's great. Forget, forget the cars. Give me the cars yeah. back. Give me the cars back. Let's put I... the upstairs mommies in cages and play zoo. Ah, uh, no, I was gonna do Noah's Ark. Cause I read that in the Bible. The cardinal <gasps> was talking about Noah's Ark, and you guys, there's not two of you unless you like pair up. Noah's uh, Ark we... with the spaceship. Ah, oh, oh, that's so great. No, here's what we'll do. We'll cross our eyes and so we'll see two donkeys, two bears, two of everything. And we'll look super funny because uh, when when you put your uh, finger in between your eye and you make your eyes cross, everyone looks super funny. Ah, uh, this is going to be great. All it'll right. Be, yeah, <laughs> it'll be like a metaphor. Uh, 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 well, see uh, what you just said right there was a simile because you used the word like. Oh. Uh, you guys are using big words. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to break the second rule. Uh, it's just like, I don't know if I'm fully fulfilled only using non-complicated words. What are you doing? Just like, 
I don't know We've if got I am living my best life here with this You're eight and a half ruin year old. You're for the other mommies. It feels like maybe, I don't know, maybe I can't get everything that I need from an eight and a half year old boy. There is a bowl of cash that we are allowed to just take from. Also, he's kind of a little shit. Rule number three, don't complicate stuff. <laughs> don't complicate stuff. So nobody, nobody else wants to start like a rebellion against the tiny dictator. Uh, the upstairs mommies, I mean, grandmommies might be, uh, might be into that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, I think maybe I want to go home. I'll go talk to the rest of the animals. Like and... my real home. If, if I had a belt or something, I would like, I would like show you what's, what happens to bad mommies. Okay, but you, you asked us to take all the belts out of here because you said you don't like them. They're not comfortable. They're not comfortable. They kind of they kind of give me a rash. Well, now you have nothing to defend yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have thought ahead. Ugh. Mommies unite. <laughs> and grandma. I made you chicken nuggets, but they're actually shaped like zoo animals and not dinosaurs. Ugh, that's, ugh, that's not cool. And the macaroni and cheese isn't shapes. It's macaroni. Oh, I'm so unhappy. I don't know why. Just, uh, why can't the world be how I, exactly how I want it? And the fire truck's not coming. They had a real emergency to go to. <laughs> Alright, I'm, I'm gonna bathe in red wine and just forget that you, all of you ever exist. Guido, Guido, wake up. Guido, wake up. Are you, we're... Almost late. We gotta get ready and go shoot this thing. Do you have a script? No, no. I have no idea. I, but what? I, I really have to use the bathroom for some reason. I'm not sure why. Oh, okay. <laughs> Scene. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a twisted movie. <laughs> uh, I gotta be honest. I've been able to. Uh, pull more details from this movie for improv scenes than I thought I was going to be able to. <laughs> you, you know, when you, I think like when you are forced to read subtitles, you like naturally it pay more attention yeah. and stay focused better. Because um, this is I like, not like a crazy long movie, but it's a little bit over two hours. So it is like a little on the longer yep. side. Um, yep. And like on movies like that sometimes i think i zone out a little bit and like you can't really do that because you'll be completely lost they're not speaking yeah. english <laughs> I, I i couldn't tune out and look at my phone so yeah. <laughs> i think i think leah you did the right thing by breaking it up into two days yeah sure. that that definitely made it easier there was like i can't remember exactly where i stopped it wasn't exactly halfway but i remember there was like a good stopping point too where it like felt like it like broke really nicely um, cause there's like a, a few sort of, I don't know, you could probably break this movie up into maybe three acts. Mm -hmm. It like sort of naturally has like some breaking points. So yeah, I would, I would recommend if you're watching this movie, break it up into sessions. It's nice. Especially if you have and ADD then think about and can't each, each session separately. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, I want to hear, uh, Leah's idea. Me too. Okay. So, um, and I might need a little help workshopping how we do this to, to okay. fit in with everything. But like what I wanted to do was um, have some of his. So he's he's having like these sort of dream sequences and and then there's reality. Um, the audience maybe is not always fully sure which is which. I'm not sure if Guido is like 
like it's not clear whether he oh, yeah. is un, like if he knows what's real and what's not. Um, but I like the idea that maybe um, he keeps thinking that stuff is like a uh, a fantasy. And so he sort of like feels like he can act however he wants with no consequences. <laughs> and then people are like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, so um I thought about even like the the scene where he uh, is getting water in the beginning um, and he like imagines the ideal woman handing it to him and he has like this moment, but like this lady's just like, take your water, dude. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I thought that might be a good one for him to just maybe ha- have a conversation in his with his ideal woman that isn't really there and then the regular water lady responds <laughs> to him. <laughs> uh, I might need help thinking of another scene, but that that's, I think, a good one to at least start with. Um, all right. That, well, that's, we got, a, that's a great idea. Um, we got Guido as Ron, of course. Um, I will, I'll be the water lady. And then Austin, if you, you can be another water lady if you want. You can, if you can be whoever you want in this world. All right. He's like, I'm Sonic the Hedgehog. I go fast. <laughs> All right. And action. I love how you tippy, 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 tippy toe to your station to serve me my water. It's very, very, very sensuous. Okay, uh, sir. Um, would you please just maybe take the water? We've got a long line behind you. Oh, are you singing like an angel? Your voice sounds like an angel coming from the sky. People tell me that all the time. But <laughs> I, I mean, this is just my speaking voice. Oh, oh, there's something about how you speak and how you look. I've, you don't mind my saying but you are very very beautiful very beautiful well i don't mind you saying that at all that's very nice it's nice when a man says that that i mean my my husband he died he died 10 years ago so i am single Uh, he must have died of happiness no it was gout (laughs) i'm so sorry to hear and i think it's a Wonderful that is just you and me and this beautiful, delicious, cold water coming straight from God's tears into this cup that you serve to me. Beaut! And it's just us. Well, we ain't the only people here. There's the people... Is, uh, uh, is this going to take much longer? I'm kind of thirsty. Yeah, we're kind of in the middle of something. I only see you. There's no one else here. Oh my god. There's several people behind you. Okay, shut up. Uh, We're dead. This is this is big for me. You want me okay. to shut up? No, no, I, no, no. I can be I can I can be silent and just absorb the, your beauty, absorb the beautiful health that radiates like a planet, like a spaceship even. Thank you. That's a, well, a spaceship. That's very that's very inventive. Do you know I'm a very inventive person? I am a film director. Do you know this? What? Yes. I do. I would never lie to you. Some women oh I might Oh my god. <laughs> some women I might stretch the truth a little bit. 
Some I might bend the truth for you. I am, my heart is an open cavity book for you. This is like, this is like fate because I, there was a guy with a circus and he was reading minds and he told me my fortune. He said if I worked at this water place that I would meet the man of my dreams and here you are. Ah. Do you have like a manager or something that I could complain to, water lady? No, we're just water ladies. There's no manager. There's only God. Only manages, God. Manages the holy water that, <sighs> okay. that springs from Dear your God, cup. I just thought you should know that your water lady is really dropping the ball right now. Well, I'm just, I'm and serving water to this fine gentleman, and he's probably mm, going to ask me to stop marry him. Stop interrupting my call, prayer. Call I'm, me Guido. I am praying. <laughs> Guido, did you want me to be in your movie? Oh, yes. I would love you for you to be in my movie. And furthermore, and, the line should be moving at a steady pace and uh, not, uh, not a conversation. I think God's like pretty busy uh, making this match happen, so he's probably not he, listening. God is very busy. But first, I want you to visit this eyebrow shop in town, if you don't mind. I send all of my angels to the same eyebrow shop. Oh, you got more than one angel? I thought I was special. Oh, you are the, you're the only person I have eyes for. But angels, even angels, don't last forever. Okay, well, I, I mean, my doctor did say I'm knocking on death's door, but I think I got another year or two. Oh, do you have the gout as well? Did somebody say gout? It's me, Sonic the Hedgehog. Same. <laughs> 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 Perfect. <laughs> Happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's either a rocket yeah, or like, should we get hit by a meteor? Like uh, Sonic. You knew I knew I had to come in a Sonic at some point. <laughs> I thought you were gonna reveal that it had been Sonic waiting the whole time oh, no. in line. I don't know what that guy's doing. <laughs> what is a hedgehog guy? Especially because there were there were like clearly other lines. He could have just jumped into a different line, right? Yeah, that guy, yeah. <laughs> What was that guy's problem? He was... Uh, male Karen. What, what's the male equivalent to Karen? K uh, Corey? Kareem. Kareem. <laughs> that can't be right, because I think no, Karen's are, like, not right. I, I like white. Corey better. <laughs> like... uh, yeah. Austin. Yeah, I think That's yeah, it. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, Leah, is there another scene you want to see where uh, Guido's struggling to separate real life from fantasy? Um, I really liked it, the scene we just did. <laughs> I was trying to think if there was anything else. Um... Well, he's got to hang out with Sonic now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sonic saves this movie. <laughs> Yeah, I can't think of anything specific unless we just want to do a Sonic the Hedgehog scene. <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> so, Sonic, Sonic, you have these great ideas. I've, I, I don't know where you get these ideas from. What could possibly be your inspiration? Well, I've had a hard time fighting with uh, uh, Dr. Robotnik over the years, but there's two things I've learned. Number one, you got to collect all those rings. And number two, you got to go fast. You got to go so fast. And that's why I think that your spaceship scene has to be so fast that the audience 
doesn't even know for sure what they've seen. Mm, I like your ideas. Louisa, please tell me about my new friend here. He has a great idea for my movie. I've been blocked creatively for so long. Is what he's saying, does it make sense to you? Okay, well, I didn't hear anybody say anything. You're just sort of gesturing at that ficus plant? Sonic T. Hedgehog, I I admire your uh, your speed and your agility so much. My middle Louisa, name is Thelonious. Indeed, indeed, a sophisticated creature such as yourself, Louisa. You saw you serendipitously read my script while I was while I was pretending to be asleep. I saw you do this. But that's okay. I forgive you. I did a speed read. Oh, very nice. So, Louisa, the ship is going to go fast. And it is going to be filled with tiny furry creatures. I love that. I love that. Um, can we talk about what? Uh, what about the eyebrows? Like, because oh. you have like a whole thing where you you talk about the animals on the on the ship, and they're gonna mm. have eye like special eyebrows. Is that why do the? What is the relevance to the plot? I get that there's like a costume thing. Guido, Guido, tell her the animals have to be sexy. Uh. If the animals aren't sexy, no one's gonna watch your movie. It, these ti- the furry animals are in themselves independent eyebrows that have become sentient, and they are very sexy, and they breed and they multiply within the spaceship, and soon they fill up the entire spaceship. Okay, um, by sexy do you mean slutty? Because yeah, I exactly heard I that eyebrows slutty. were yeah. Okay, okay, no, that makes sense because. It seems like maybe you have an eyebrow thing, is what I'm... Guido, tell her about Dr. Robotnik's eyebrows in the movie. It, it's all about the rings, Louisa. You have to collect the rings, and there's a Dr. Rob... Starts with an R. I want to say Roboto, but I know that that's incorrect. But uh, the messages come through faintly, but yes... Did it you is say all the about the eyebrows. Has come through faintly. The, the message has come through faintly. Robotnik, Guido. Robotnik. Robotnik. Okay. Robotnik. That's Dr. Robotnik. That's and it's all about the rings and the sexy. Tell her. Tell her your movie's so fast it only has five scenes. It, I, the movie. I, the message comes in faintly. The movie is so fast. It's going to be my fastest movie, and it's only five scenes in the whole movie. All right. Well, despite my misgivings about you receiving faint messages from the ficus plant, I got to say, like, I love this. It's so fast. And the Robotnik, I don't know what that is, but I love it. Honestly, I think this is going to be the best movie that's ever been made. Oh, Louisa. Now when tell you say her. That, when you say it with your eyebrows up, pushed together like that, it does something to me. Tell her it's called Sonic the Hedgehog. It's called Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't know what any of that means, but that's so hot. It's hot, isn't it? <laughs> you and that one eyebrow come to me. Oh my god, I've been waiting for this. I knew it. I knew if I just had the slutty eyebrows, it would happen. <laughs> scene (laughs) (laughs) oh they wake up at the end what a happy ending (laughs) and he makes Sonic the Hedgehog the movie (laughs) (laughs) the fastest movie he's ever made my god I love it (laughs) I love that I just made an offhand comment about Sonic the Hedgehog and now he's in the movie (laughs) that'll teach me (laughs) that's all it takes 
All right. Well, I think we have successfully made uh, the best movie better. At the very least, we made it faster. I think it's eight and a half minutes long now. And uh... and finally made sense of that goddamn title. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, we fixed that. Uh, let's uh, see a trailer for this new movie. And uh, we will do the trailer in English as well. <laughs> and for you listeners at home, just know that our trailer is also in color. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> Made it better that way too. Color. <laughs> it's Technicolor. Guido is a world-renowned movie director working on his next film, but trouble begins when his wife comes to his movie shoot and crosses paths with his mistress. And uh, are you happy about uh, about her as well? Uh, who? Who? I don't. I, I, I don't know this person. Who? 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 Uh, yeah. Can I just have one coffee because I am by myself. I didn't know his wife would be here, so I'm sitting alone. I think I'd like to go over and say hello. Oh, uh, if you prefer to talk to strangers, of, of, of course, I have no objection to this. You doing this such a thing. I have no idea who this person is. Sure. Sure you don't. <laughs> Good day. Oh, hi. I don't know who you are or anything about you. His wife takes romantic advice to win Guido back. And you think that, like the theoretical husband that I was talking about before would like this? Theoretically, he'll ask you to pretend to be a stranger and break into his room. Let me just use the sheet and I'm gonna break the window. Oh my God. Uh, uh, who, uh, who, what is the meaning of this? Who is it coming into my room? It's me, slutty girl. Uh, you look like the drummer for R.E.M. Also, Guido is just a kid, I guess. Oh, I got a great idea for a movie, but I'm so tired. He skipped his nap time today. Uh. Well, I usually I only like to hear pitches after the directors have had their nap. Can we? If I can, I just tell you about it and then go to get, take another red wine bath and then go to sleep, all sticky and everything like before. If you tell the if you tell the producer about your movie, then you can get your red wine bath. And he has 14 mommies. By the way, my real son wants me to come see him for Christmas. It's only one day, and if you say anything, I won't go. But just, he asked. Uh, did he ask super, super nice? It was like moderately nice. Yeah, I think, I think, I never met him, but I think he sounds a little entitled. Yeah, I would agree with that. Just a little bit. I'll stay for I'll stay here. But I'll go! Yeah! I win! I All win! All the mommies stay great. here for Christmas. All Yay. the mommies stay here for Christmas. Introducing Sonic the Hedgehog in his first film appearance. Did somebody say gout? It's me, Sonic the Hedgehog. It's called Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't know what any of that means, but that's so hot. It's hot, isn't it? <laughs> Bra- you and that one eyebrow come to me. Oh my god, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> I knew it. I knew if I just had the slutty eyebrows, it would happen. Eight and a half, coming this summer.
I'm a successful movie director. I'm only eight and a half. Wow. What a wonderful trailer for this movie. Amazing. It it really, I want to see that movie. <laughs> Me too. I do too. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it can't take too much time out of your day. It's eight and a half minutes long. Yeah. So much happens in those eight and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the animations, what they added to that. It's really cool. Very groundbreaking it, for 1963. <laughs> very groundbreaking. <laughs> We, we only hire the best animators for our podcast. So, uh, uh, Dr. Ron, thank you so much for, for joining us this week. <laughs> My pleasure. Uh, I, uh, I loved it. And, uh, yeah, I had a really fun time. Thank you so much. Uh, do you have any social media or any projects or anything you want to plug? Um, if I was not on this podcast, I would have plugged this episode for this podcast. Okay. In that plug. We can plug and that. So, but, uh, <laughs> so it's very meta. It's a meta plug yeah. within. Yeah. Just like. I'll plug, man. uh, I'll plug 2001, a space odyssey. Um, okay. That is, yeah. that's genuinely one of my favorite episodes. It's really of good. Our show. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I uh, I enjoy all of uh, your episodes. I, I I have a bunch queued up uh, for the long plane trip. Oh, nice! Uh, coming uh, upcoming. I'll be in Chicago uh, for the month of July. So uh, if you're in Chicago, I'll come and come hang out. Yeah, I'm gonna be in Chicago the week of July 4th. So I'll I'll be at the Hey Riddle Riddle show. So you're gonna be at what show? At the Hey Riddle Riddle um, live show. Hey hey, what? Guess what? I'm going to be at the Hey Riddle Riddle show. Okay, well, we're oh, definitely I'm going jealous. to get a picture together at minimum. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe All we can, right. like, that sounds for a drink good. or something after. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. I would love that. Um, so if you uh, like the show, love the show, want to support the show, you can follow us on social media at Better Movie Club on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook.com slash Better Movie Club. You can subscribe on our Patreon at Patreon.com slash Better Movie Club. Uh, we got a bonus episode right now every two weeks, uh, but if we gain more followers there, we will do more bonus episodes. Uh, that's called supply and demand. Uh, Leah, anything? <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. You can follow me personally at Austin Wyford on Twitter. Uh, Leah, you got anything? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Worry Tweets. Uh, I think that's all I got for this week. You can follow me on Instagram at Harvatronics. Cut. <laughs> <Yeah>. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right.